the Mark West Sports Podcast. I've seen some shit about the coronavirus as far as um, snake venom fucking kills the coronavirus. You seen that shit? Right, kills your ass. Exactly. But I think I think they when they when you get bit by a snake, they give you snake venom, but it's an anti-venom. But yeah, snake they, give you, they give you a little bit, like mixed with some other shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you're not gonna take snake venom for fucking. But that's what oh, they're nah, doing. That's what they're doing with the injection. That has a little bit of COVID in it. You yeah, know? that's what I told. I told myself, I'm like, I ain't fucking gonna kill myself with no fucking snake venom. The fuck is this? Yeah, <laughs> hey, but but I guess before we start, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna start off with like. Like, just, like, one question just to get us, like, talking casually. You know what I mean? So I'm going to ask you all this question, and then after we talk about this, then you could, like, jump on to, you know, welcome to the Mark West Sportscast, right? But, I'm going to ask the question. <laughs> no, 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 no I'm going to ask, yeah, yeah I'm going to ask y'all. After we talk about this, y'all jump into the Sportscast. So I got to ask y'all, Drake or Kanye West? Drake. Drake? <laughs> I go with Drake. Kanye West. Um, did y'all listen to the albums? I listened. Yeah, it's funny because uh, you know me and being out here, I was just like, "Yo, I ne- I needed to catch up on albums." Period. So I I put I put um Nas the Nas album, the new one. Yeah. Uh, Kanye West, Drake, and Big Crit. They all had new albums in like the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put, I put them all on shuffle um drake is the typical drake album though you know it's like it's pretty good you got your ones for the ladies um you know i, I thought it was like it was good you know i thought kanye was a little bit better than the last couple of kanye's mm-hmm. yeah. um, but um when you're talking about albums it's definitely drake better than um than kanye and not just that but then you got everybody just giving drake the business chris brown soldier boy you feel me? Oh, um, yeah, all, talking shit about Kanye, yeah. Yeah, because he, he, he like, come on, man. If, if Marcus asked me to be a feature on his album, and then I'm already working on my own album, and I take time away to work on your album, and then you don't even tell me that I didn't make the cut, like, but you got my cell phone. Like, hey, yo, Wes, you feel me? Like, I know I I, I wanted you on the album, but I'm going to save your verse for uh, a future future thing that I got going on. And his ass didn't say anything. So Soldier Boy, Chris Brown, all these people that have been featured on his album, thinking that they're gonna be on the album, they find out on social media they're not on the album. Hey man, so, so they get hey, so, so hey, sometimes yeah. sometimes your shit don't make the cut, man. But I'm gonna tell you this, right? When so I listened to the Drake oh, album, I, I listened to the Kanye album right when it dropped, and at first I was like, man, this shit whack, right? I I was skipping a bunch of shit. I was like, all right, skip, 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 boom, right? I listened to it a second time. It started to grow on me. Listen to it a third time. I was like, all right. I think the more you listen to it, the more it'll grow on. So it's, it's kind of like moving this way for me. Whereas that Drake album, as soon as I put it on, like I ran through the whole thing. Like it was listenable the whole way. But it's kind of yeah. like, it's, it's nothing new. It's, it's like Kanye is a little bit more artistic. It's like rap mixed with like gospel and shit. And like, and like yeah. the sounds are just like, they're like a little bit crisper. But that Drake album, like it, it just rides out. It's entertaining, but it's like it's nothing new. It's not, it's not superb, but it ain't fucking bad. It's it's good. It's like it's like right here, like just right in the middle. But that Kanye is like slowly creeping up on me. Like I don't know. Like at first I listened to, it, I was like this is whack. 
Now I'm listening to it more and I'm like, yo, this shit actually pretty fucking good. Did so, you actually hear the the diss track, the Drake diss track oh, that yeah, Kanye had for, for, for Drake? I, yeah, I, 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 I heard a few. It's not on the album. I heard, oh no, oh. I, I didn't hear that. But you hear <laughs> that, that, that shit that Drake had on for Kanye on, on his album? Yeah, something about, mm. I guess, he playing subliminals like, I guess he smashed um, Kim and you probably, you playing with my seeds or something, I don't know. Nah, he's not. Nah, he's just going in. He's man. He's rapping his ass off. It's that seven a.m. in uh seven a.m. in some shit. I don't know, fucking birth canal or some shit. Seven a.m. is a birth canal. I forgot what the fuck this is called. But I yeah, seen man. shit on social media like like they was going through the verse. It was like shots at Kanye. So I was trying to figure out what track it was, but I didn't know what track it was. You know, so I just said forget it. I'll just hear it when I hear it. But. To be honest with you, man, I'm fucking with the 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 um Jack Boy album. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking with the Jack Boy album and I'm fucking with that Kodak mixtape that he dropped. He dropped that shit about Boosie. You feel me? You heard yeah. that shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I sent yeah. that I sent that to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Nah, but when you sent it to me, I went and looked at the whole actual mixtape. Yeah, no, nah, I haven't listened to the mixtape. The mixtape tight. He got songs with Lil Baby. He got songs with he has songs with people that I'm like, why you just didn't put that shit on the album? You feel me? Again, you just wanted to shit on your homeboy on his birthday. He dropped his album, Jack Boy, and then you want to drop an album the same day. You feel yeah. me? Taking away. But hey, it is what it is. How's, how's that big crit though? I know Big Crit be fucking fine. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's pretty much a typical Big Crit album though. You know, but it is it's it's as good as like the last two two albums. You fuck you fuck with Big Crit? Wes? Yeah, yeah. I fuck with it here and there. They ain't, they ain't the first nigga on my on my radar, but I I can't have anything say negative about the nigga. He could rap. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, but you but, heard like the last couple of albums, last three or four. Albums? To be honest with you, I don't think so. I think the last time I heard that shit was probably you or Chris probably was talking about it, and we we played something real quick when we were you know um getting situated before the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Know. So. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, definitely listen to it, man. Listen to Crip, man. Crippy, Crippy, he's spitting. Yeah. <laughs> he's spitting that real, too. It's not like, to me, like, Crit is like, he's like a mix of, like, Nas and A-Ball, to me. You know, okay, he's got, like, that, my, that type of flow. Spotify right get, now. get deep and conscious, but at the same time, you know, he's still... He's, he's still a hood nigga at the same time. I'm putting it on my search right now, Big Crit. Yeah. Other than that, that was that was the only out of sports competition that I really saw this week. Drake versus Kanye. I'm guessing <laughs> I'm guessing a lot of people saying the same. Like I think Drake probably won this one. But I think as time goes by, I think y'all gonna be like, okay, I understand this Kanye album is pretty is different. Yeah, it, it's probably different, but you gotta understand. I, I heard Drake when he really coming at you. That nigga bodied Meek Mills. He bodied Pusha T. He man, bodied Pusha every- T. Ain't on what you talking about? You man. crazy? You are yeah, crazy? I agree. I agree. Pusha T. Well, well, fucking. But you talking about the one with the with the with the black face? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. And, it, and those little subliminals push should be throwing at them. He'd be he probably he, they, they he can't probably, fuck with push, dog. He probably he probably um 
It, it might it might have him on on money and, and how many hoes he fucked, but lyrics. Ain't but you didn't like the you didn't like the you didn't like the. But you didn't like the Drake was drip. Yeah, because I'm like was Duffy dope. was tight. You it was feel dope. me? The beat was hard. Yeah, you feel me? Like everything about it was hard. You feel me? Push a T. Like yeah, you. It's just like some people like when they say like who's the best rapper, Big or Pop, and then a lot of people gonna say Pop. You feel me? Because like. It's just, it's not saying that lyrically bigger ain't better than Pac, but it's just something about Pac and everything that he, like, you know, his delivery, the melodies, everything, somebody gonna say Pac, but somebody else gonna say, oh, lyrically, Biggie Smalls is better than Pac, which I may agree, you feel what I'm saying? And that's why I say with with the um, Pusha T and Drake beat, yeah, you know, you probably supposedly ate them lyrically, but if you listen to the tracks, yeah. I'm like, I'm probably going <laughs> to go with Duppy. You feel me? Duppy just has a, a better... I could play Duppy and just vibing. I can where see I what you mean. T, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah you probably... It sounds good, but... Hey. Yeah, man. Let's get on to the sports, man. I'm going to turn my camera off. No problem. All right. All right, let's jump into it. It's the Mark West Sports Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin, live from ATL, shouting... He's Wes Pierre holding it down in the 305. And we will give you that real sports talk and let you know how we feel about, you know, sports in general. And coming to coming to you from a from a day county perspective, though. Mm-hmm. And it's officially football season. We are like in full swing, bruh. I'm busy as hell. Um, I, I can tell how busy how busy I am because my voice is kind of actually sounding weird now that, now that <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, college football first first Saturday, and I just want to talk about why I'm here, and it's the Alabama Miami game. You know, I already see the side you representing, West. No surprise know. there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you already see what side I'm representing too. You mm-hmm. already know. Mm-hmm. So um. I want to talk about this game though and and just you know like because it feels like to me it's, it's like a super bowl you know it feels <laughs> yeah, like yeah, if we is. win this game it's almost like we want to ring you oh, know yeah definitely if we beat Alabama first game this would be really significant for for recruiting just just the way the world looks at us people are going to think we're relevant again um but I just want them to keep it close. Me too. I just want this game to be close. If they can keep it in within the spread, that's a win for anybody who bet Miami <laughs> and a win for, for the fan base and the program as well. I think the spread is around 18 points, which mm. is somewhat disrespectful. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. But if they that means uh, they think that Alabama right now at this point is three touchdowns, close to three touchdowns better than the Hurricanes. And I, if they can make it to two touchdowns and not not it be like some backdoor touchdowns either, then, then Miami's going to gain the respect that they deserve. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm looking at it, you know, everybody's, you know, throwing shade and throwing salt at Miami. Like, we think that we're back. But people got to understand, like, um, we were the – the, the pinnacle of sports, you feel me, when it came to college football, you feel me? Like I said and alluded to in the last podcast, I was like, 
they sacrificed the University of Miami to build up these other um, schools. That's the Alabamas, the Ohio States, and certain things like that. So if we could go ahead and keep it close, like Marcus said, um, if like I think I said, if it could be 10 points, 14 points, reasonable, you know, that's a win for me. Again, like what Marcus, you um, just stated, like, yo, um, recruiting wise, we, you know, the last few years we, we generated like some of the guys that, that, that normally would go to these bigger schools, you know, um, stayed, you know, um, with the left tackle, with the safeties that stayed in Miami. So I'm, and not just that, but, but, um, um, Williams, Avante Williams, he's, he's, he's actually right. back. You feel me? We thought that he was actually dismissed from the program. You know, and mm -hmm. he's back, you know, and that's why I really deal with um, Manny Diaz. You feel me? Like Mark Rick would have got rid of him. Just like um Bruce, what's his name? Um, um when he Bruce. posted, yeah, we, we needed yeah. Sam Bruce. You like that's the type of guys that we need, the dogs, you know, the people that 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 look like they bought that life. You know what I'm saying? And Mark Rick, you wind up getting rid of him. So just the plain fact that we could go ahead and and keep players like this. We're not going to let go four or five star players and let somebody else go ahead and get them. So um, me personally, we got um, De'Aaron King came back. He looks perfectly fine. When I spoke to Marcus previously off camera, you know, um, he said that he looks perfectly fine when he was training, when he was training. You know, I've seen a few highlights on the Bleach Report and other um, avenues where I get my, my, my information from. And, you know, I'm going to go on the word of Marcus. You know, I heard it from the Bleach Report and the, everywhere else, but Marcus be at my crib. So, you know, I'm going to listen to what you're saying. He looks the part. Definitely. Not just that we, we you know, you told me that that couch, you know, is, 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 is I think probably not starting, probably second, second corner on with that, that, that corner that, that. It's um, starting. He's starting. All right. So perfect. So, so, um, Blades, he went down on the depth chart, which is a good thing. You know, your name doesn't mean anything no more. That was your parents that, that, that made that name. And it's time for you to go ahead and move on. Just like, same like Walter Payton's son, when he played for the university of Miami, like, yo, like, yeah, you got your dad, but you're not your dad, you know? So, so, um, for me, if we could go ahead and, like have this like a 35, 21, 24 game. For me, it's a win, you know, and, and, and you know, what's better than beating Alabama? Not only the University of Miami um, players and fan base gonna be happy, the Dolphins fan base is gonna be happy also because we still didn't forget what you did to us uh, and said that, oh, I would not be coaching Alabama oh, and yeah. you're in Alabama. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. so it's a, it, for me, it's, it, it's like a, a, a two win for me if we actually win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I do want to speak on that Avante Williams stuff. I mean, yeah, Avante Williams was in a domestic violence situation with allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, because the charges were dropped. And that's exactly. the only reason why we are letting him back into the program. As far as I know, they are going to, my bad, I had that alarm. It's all here. good. <laughs> uh, just in case I fell asleep. <laughs> <and didn't wake laughs> <up>. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he is going to not play for the first half of the season. Mm -hmm. So they're giving him basically a suspension just for, you know, putting his name in a situation like that, which they know is smart he did it. by the program. Was that? Because they know he did it. 
I'm like, I'm just being real. Like, 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 like I, I'm being real. It's just, it, it's just, um, like, what's that guy from Three Six Mafia when he was having an interview and he said Pooh Shiesty did it? Like, this is like what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, we know you did it, but your baby mama knows. Like, yo, this is your meal ticket. You want to go ahead and ruin my career? You're gonna ruin your life. You're gonna ruin the the your kids' life because at the end of the day, who do you want? Somebody in the NFL or do you? And not just that. I don't even need to be in the NFL. I, NIL is right now, you got people from Alabama, Ohio State sign these $1.5 million deals, you know, to sign autographs and stuff like that. Like, yo, I could be the same thing. You feel me? So you yeah. need to suck that up. You know, like, you know, it's over. You know, I, I, but, but, but again, milk my money when I make it. Don't, don't, don't stop me from making it because you're just hurting yourself and not just, uh, uh, um, not just that. The most important thing, you're hurting your baby, you know, because yeah. look, I know a lot of people that hate their baby mamas, but their kids be straight. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, it is what it is. I know that she's taking one for the team. You know, um, she should have left the crib when she when he told her to leave the crib. And and it is what it is. We don't condone domestic violence over here, but we do know that when it comes to relationships, like you never know what's gonna go ahead and happen. It's a thin line between love and hate, like the movie. Um, thank God nobody died. Thank God the baby was safe. Um, and, and, and yeah, they could both can go ahead and all three of them can go ahead and move on with their lives in a positive note. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that it that it that it happened as far as them bringing him back. They already said he was suspended and, uh, for the team indefinitely, which means usually never coming back to the team. So this is kind of the first time I've really seen the Hurricanes in particular take back a player. Because I remember like, I don't remember the player's name, but I remember a couple of years ago, they let some players go with a similar situation. Um, but, you know, this is Avante Williams, though. I think, you know, the fact that he's a great player, um, hasn't really played yet and is already showing just in the practice field what kind of level player he can be. This is a player that can be an NFL type of safety. And to have that depth later in the season is going to be big. It's going to be big because, you know, injuries happen. So say if we lose, say if Bubba Bolden goes down, Bubba Bolden get, did get injured last year. So if he goes down, then you have Avante Williams that can step in, you know, in the second half of the season and add that depth to the safety uh, position. Because you got you got players back there that are playing well, like Cameron Kitchens, who's like the freshman coming in, James Williams also making plays as well from as far as I see and as far as I know. And then you got the veteran safeties as, um, you know, Mari Carter and that are going to help with depth concerns. And penalties. So, <laughs> let's hope not he, he you know <laughs> from what he said in in uh in camp he's been working on that and hopefully we won't see so many targeting uh penalties but i did see some football this week and they are calling that that targeting so it's happening so if, if you are anywhere near near the crown of the helmet they will be calling it so i hope hopefully he doesn't have those type of penalties what I also did see is that Virginia Tech beat North Carolina last night. I don't know if you've seen that, Wes. So nah, that, that plays a part. Yeah, that plays a part in the Coastal Division. And I think it's ours for the taking. It's ours for the taking to win the division because the teams that you got to worry about really are just Virginia Tech and North Carolina. And from what I've seen last night, Virginia Tech, they look okay, but they don't look like you know, world beaters at all. 
we'll see what Clemson does tonight against Georgia, um, you know, for potential of maybe even winning the conference. But I'm excited, man. I'm excited just to see the Canes on a big stage again. I'm not a fan of these big games first game. You know, this is like maybe the third time in the last four years that you had this huge game against a, a, a really tough opponent, an SEC opponent. You know, we played LSU, we played Florida in this first game of the season. And no, no, really. So I don't want this to really kind of hurt the confidence of the Hurricanes going forward. Hopefully they can, you know, win or lose. I want them to learn from this experience. And if they do win, I want to make sure that this is just not one win. Don't go, don't go to the next game, Appalachian State. I saw them for a few seconds and they look pretty good. Don't, don't, don't lay an egg against them. I saw Michigan State last night. They look pretty good too. Don't lay an egg against them because those are like the your first three games. Michigan State, you got Appalachian State, and then and then you kind of run through the uh the AC schedule. ACC schedule after that so win or lose you just got to have that mental fortitude to either get over the loss because a lot of times when the Hurricanes lose what we've seen when they lose they're just like oh we can't go to a bowl game so you can tell like they, they're not really into it as much so you don't want to see that because obviously if you lose Alabama you're, you're pretty much kind of out of the um, championship probably the championship race or, or the, uh, the the playoffs um, you know, you still could probably run the table. And if you beat be Clemson, then yeah, you have another chance because if you lost to Alabama, I mean, you lost to Alabama, everybody loses to Alabama. So I just want to see a good showing from the team. Um, the Avante Williams uh, situation is, is, a, is a good situation for the team because of depth uh, concerns. And as far as the depth chart, that came out this week. So I wrote a little something about it on, on Instagram, just kind of giving my, my quick takes on everything. On the Benjamin Report. On the Benjamin Report, hashtag Benjamin Report, footballhotbed.com for all the latest and greatest. But what was telling for me was, you know, like you said, Al Blades drop into like third on this depth chart, but not surprising because Tyreek Stevenson is a dog. He's always been better than Al Blades since high school. Like by far, it's not even a comparison from what you compared to Tyreek Stevenson to Al Blades in high school. Um, and and the fact that you got the other weak side linebacker uh, or middle linebacker position is Corey Flagg. So hopefully Corey Flagg can step up because we're going to need him to step up big because the run defense last year, especially against North Carolina, was abysmal. And it was mainly because of the linebacker position, I think, not getting to these running backs and putting them on the ground. So tackling is going to be key throughout this season. Um, but no huge surprises on this depth chart. Keyshawn Smith making it as the wide receiver was interesting to me as, as a third wide receiver. What about Pope uh, dropping? Was that? Pope dropping. Marcus yeah, Pope drops, you know, D Wiggins, uh, you know, not even being considered for that third spot. I I think the fourth spot is going to X-Men, uh, Xavier Strepo. Um, so Wiggins is probably fifth on the on the depth chart. And then you got 
and he's battling with the freshman. And I think the the freshman that came in is probably better than them. They just, you know, not really talking too much about that because the, the freshman that's in there, Brinson, uh, Smith, and Jacoby George, those, those receivers are, I think, are going to end up leaping over um, Pope and Wiggins well, once we get down to, to the season. I don't mind. I mean, you said that you kind of didn't like the – the big games for being the first game. Me, I kind of disagree. I kind of like it. You feel me? It kind of could show us because we're not where we need to be. We're not the, the the powerhouse that we once were. We're getting there. You know, again, like I said, you have certain people, five stars, four stars, that's deciding to stay in University of Miami rather than leaving. But again, when we played Florida, it was close until the end. When we played LSU, it was not. Was it? Was it a blowout? It was a blowout. Oh, okay. Okay. So. <laughs> LSU was a blowout. All right. That was, I think, the first game. Um, yeah. The next year was um, Florida. It was a close game until the end, you know. And that was sign- And that was when Florida had, you know, they were looking good. You know, they had Kyle Pitts and, you know, on that team, and he was balling also. I can't – I think kind of he was the one of the reasons why we actually lost that game, him and that, that yeah, quarterback. And, and the running back, Rainey, who actually is in the NFL right now. Exactly. So. So, so just the plain fact that we can go ahead and gauge where we at, you know, because again, you know, these, these programs are on the up and we're not, you know, we're look like we're going on the up, but then we have situations like Mark Pope and D Wiggins dropping balls and Al Blaze getting burned and, you know, certain things like that. So just the plain fact that we could go ahead and play these top schools as far as, you know, if they're top 10, top 15, if we could play them first, it kind of could give us an idea of where we need to be. You feel me? Because, yeah, y'all looking good in training camp and, you know, um, like we, we, we think that we're back and then you get punched in the mouth and then you see that you're not nowhere where you need to be. You feel what I'm saying? So just to be able to play Alabama first, and just to play, we could play Alabama. And if we lose to Alabama, how, how far we're going to drop? We're not gonna drop too too far if if we look okay. You know what I mean? If we if we just get roasted, get destroyed, then of course we're probably not gonna to be top twenty five no more. But I don't mind taking that 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 loss. We're fourteen right now. We lose to Alabama, which I think we're gonna win. Um, we could drop to like maybe twenty. We could wait, drop wait, to twenty two. Wait, wait, wait! You can't just say that and just keep it moving. Like, <laughs> no, no, no! I'm not saying I think we're gonna win, but I'm saying if we was to lose. Like why? I, I need to know why you think we're going to win, brother. Like, tell me why. I think we're going to win because their quarterback is a rookie. Um, again, I know he's a five-star. They're surrounded by five-stars. Their backups are five-stars or four-stars or whatnot. But I really think that they um, aren't in sync, you know, like that. It's kind of like, you see, because I look at Nick Saban like Bill Belichick of college football. So, um last year big belichick didn't do so good because he had a a, not a rookie quarterback but somebody that was not in the system that long mac jones is in the nfl right now you know he took all the reps when he were in alabama now you're coming i think you threw the ball like maybe 20 times your whole career in alabama so that's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping for manny diaz to be the one that's that's calling the plays now to just do what you need to do early on in the game, rush this guy and put some foots on his ass and, and have him second guessing himself because, but then again, 
here goes the problem. Our DNs, they're in the NFL right now. And the guy that used to play linebacker that's playing DN right now, yeah, you're bigger. Yeah, you're older. But you look like you probably an Alabama player. You feel me? Because Alabama players all are big. You know, freshmen are big. You know, juniors are big. You know, sophomores, seniors, all of them come in huge. So, so now you're probably just gonna go against somebody that's your size, you know, <laughs> or somebody that can still hold it down. So yeah, you change your position to better yourself, to try to make it to the league because again, you got a lot of teams that probably wasn't looking at you anyway. Um, I don't really, I really think that Manny Diaz is gonna go ahead and do his thing on the defensive side of the ball early on, early on. Now, again, if they, if they go ahead and have them do a North Carolina on us with the rushing game over 500 yard rushing, it still kind of haunts me right now. Like 500 yards. You remember that game, right? Last year, 500 yards rushing. I think it was 550. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm trying to forget it. I'm trying to forget <laughs> I mean, because it was that terrible. It was it was one of the worst games I've ever seen the Hurricanes play, period. Exactly. They, they let them score 60 points on us. That's crazy. And then and they wasn't Alabama. They wasn't Clemson. They wasn't Ohio State. You know, like, come on, man. It's, that, that's ridiculous. So just the plain fact that you had that team, like Marcus said, it's not an Alabama. It's not the Ohio State. It ain't none of these teams. And they wind up doing that to us. Late in the year last year, you don't think that 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 Nick Saban seen that? You don't think Nick Saban's gonna go ahead and try to run the ball early? I got a rookie quarterback right now, um, and and he's he's probably a deer in you know caught in headlights right now. Even though he has the talent, you know, um, we still have the name, the University of Miami. Everybody knows yeah. about the U. Everybody knows that majority of the talent that's on your team is coming from Miami. You know, majority of the people that in, in Alabama, even though they are on Alabama, you know, in their heart, they still University of Miami fans. Like, I'm just being real. You're from Alabama because you got to go to school there. But you know, you from Dade County. Anybody from Dade County is out of you. Love FSU, love Florida, or love the University of Miami. So... Yeah. I, I, they're not going to try to destroy us, you know, because their heart is still in Miami. <laughs> their heart is still in Miami. So for me, um, like, again, you know, I'm loyal over here. Again, sometimes my loyalty may blind me. Um, but I really, yeah, yeah. I really yeah. do think, like, this is the time, like, we can actually win the game. We, we can win the game. I know it's going to be hard. If we do win it, I think we're going to win by three points, you know. But if we lose... You know, it won't be a big shock to me, but just keep it close and 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 it'll still be a win for me. Yeah. I mean, to me, this is all about Manny Diaz, bro. Like Manny Diaz, prove to me, prove to the hurricane faithful that you are the guy forever. Like, not forever, you know, obviously sometimes they get deals or whatever, but like for now, like, going nowhere. you are the solidified guy because you're taking over the defensive calls right now and you have a rookie quarterback or a freshman quarterback playing his first game. Like, you should be able to scheme against this, this dude who is playing in it, not in just like, he's not playing at home, so it's not like it, it's a total, like, you know, like he's gonna be comfortable in the, in this environment. He's in a, in a in a big 
uh, nationally televised game, uh, first Saturday of the season. You're not at home, so you still had to travel to Atlanta just like how we did. So it's it's going to be a different feel for him to to just start his first game ever against an pretty much an experienced defense, and we're going to score points. I, I'm pretty I am pretty confident that Miami is going to score points. So you're going to have to score with us. So it's not like you could just depend on that defense the entire game. You're going you're going to have to make plays. You're going to have to take care of the football. We'll see what the turnover, the new turn. Hopefully, we see the new turnover turnover chain this season. Uh, well, in this game, hopefully, we see that several times because I think we're going to need turnovers to win. And yeah, man, that that uh, that defense, this defensive performance will basically define. Manny Diaz at least for now because this is the perfect opportunity and I'm not saying they have no chance I I think they have a really great chance the fact that you got an experienced quarterback you got a pretty experienced defense you got the best low line you've had in years you know you got skilled um, players at every position receiver tight end you have players running back you have potential players that will be at least considered to be in the NFL. Cameron Harris, if he has a good season, I, I would think he's going to be like a six or seven round pick. Will Mallory, the tight end, if he has a great season, I think he's going to be maybe a third, second round pick, to me, to be honest. Uh, some some players on the offensive line, Zion Nelson, um, Navon Donaldson, I think those two players will be able to get drafted as well. So you've got NFL type of players on this team that that should be able to score on a relatively inexperienced Alabama team. If there's any t- any time for us to beat Alabama, it's now. And there's so many reasons to hate Alabama. I, I just want to point out they were one of the last schools to to integrate. But integration, I mean that that's a whole another different story for a different day. But still, for the fact that you were the, one of the last teams to do it, and you already touched on the Dolphins aspect of it. And then the other thing is that they, the last two games we played against them were championship type of games. Like in 90, 92, Alabama ended up beating us. We were supposed to be going for back-to-back that year, 91, then 92. They ended up blowing us out. I'm not going to lie to you. That was a game I was watching as a little boy. <laughs> and I cried, bro. I well, cried. Y'all didn't watch that shit. It was sad as hell. And I was, I was like, that's when, like, that's when I realized how much it meant to me <laughs> as a kid. Because at 12, at, uh, I was, I was 10, I was 10 years old, you know? And I was like, damn, that thing, that thing hurt my heart. And, and then we beat them in 89. And that's when we won that championship. And that was kind of like the first year I actually really started to watch every game. Uh, in my life you know I really started that early (laughs) but um but yeah so you got those that historical context to it and you also said that everybody knows Miami believe it or not in that story that I wrote posted yesterday I'm about I'm gonna post it to Instagram today is that Miami and Alabama are the two most successful teams when it comes to championships since integration so since we got integrated, since we've been basically on a level playing field now, if you feel what I'm talking about, 
we, the Hurricanes, have won five championships. Alabama has won nine. No other team has won more. I just want to point that out. <laughs> no other team has won more championships than Miami or Alabama. We're talking about AP national championships than Alabama and Miami. So we are still should be at the top, you know, because as far as this modern, I would say modern era of college football, I mean, before the seventies, you know, you could throw all of that out of the window because they were giving championships to teams just because they liked them, you know, because they would be teams that'd be going undefeated and they wouldn't even be considered um, for the national championship. So now we got a playoff, possibly expansion to the playoff. There's no reason, there's no excuses of who uh, or um, of who of who the real champion is. So you let, let's um since we talked a lot about the Hurricanes. What, what's, what's your prediction? I mean, obviously, the, you know, once people see this, they might see it during the game, after the game. But, you know, what, what's your prediction on this game, score-wise? My prediction, my prediction is a University of Miami win. <laughs> a University of Miami win. You know, I don't mind being wrong, you know, but um, I think it's going to be like, let's say, 35. 30 no man's favor is really like because for like what you said this this is the o-line the best online we had in years imagine saying this is the best online we had in years and they know that too right and the o-line can't generate no push the o-line can't do anything against alabama that will speak volumes on how far we are. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you need that O-line. You need to keep Derek um, upright. He can't be running for his life, even though he know how to scramble. And, 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 you know, our running backs, y'all need to find a way to cut through these gaps. You feel I me? Mean? I don't like, you know, when you're running from the defense. I want you to run at them and be like, oh, I'm hitting you right in the gut, and you can't stop me because my O-line is on point. If we always got to run, you know, like do a toss play or it's like trickery running. No, I, li I like really going towards you, you know, right up the gut, you know. And, and if we could do that consistently, then, you know, me with, with, with my score, I really feel like we're going to actually do our thing. Because I know that the air can actually pass. We actually got people now that can actually catch the damn ball and not drop it and look around like, oh, man. No, you know, we got people that can actually keep the ball in their possession and, and do things after the catch. So hopefully that's the case. What's your position on, on position? I mean, I'm going to do something that that is probably not uh, uh, legal when it comes to picking games, but I'm going to pick uh, a winner, a, win, uh, a winning score for the Hurricanes and a winning score for the Alabama. <laughs> okay, <laughs> But it's going to be the same score. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game because it's the first game. And I think, you know, Alabama is not going to be scoring a lot. And I think, you know, Miami is probably not going to be scoring a lot on that defense. That defense is legit. That defense is not young, by the way. It is pretty much very experienced, especially the linebackers, you know, um, and they got a solid corner again. Josh Joby who's going to be another one of those Alabama corners that makes it to the league. 
so I think it's going to be more of a low scoring game. It's going to be come down to turnovers. If we, you know, generate some turnovers, it'll be a critical factor. But I think it's going to be like a 24-17 uh, type of game. And I can see the Canes winning with that score. And I can see the Canes losing uh, to that same score. Either way, I would probably be, be happy. Well, not of course, with the Hurricanes winning, I'm, I'm going to be exploding, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, if, the, if, if Alabama ends up beating us 24-17, I'll be happy with that. But another thing I want to talk about, unless you got something else on that game, um, on the on the D line, you know, um, when it's when it, in regards to the running, stopping the run. Like, yo, the reason why the Hurricanes always seem like they're out of place and getting caught lacking with the run game is because the linebackers don't wait. Your D-line is supposed to hold them upright, and then you're supposed to wait to see where to, where he's going to be running in the gap. It's like before you figure out what gap the running back is running through, you're running in another gap. And then now it's just the safeties. <laughs> it's the safeties and, and the running back. And if you, if you dodge one of the safeties – or it's a missed tackle or anything like that. Like, you know, that, that it's, it's just lights out. It's game over right there. So me personally, if they can actually like contain themselves, and I know Manny Diaz, he's an aggressive guy, you know, um, kind of fall back a little bit when it comes to your linebackers. You know, you could be aggressive with everyone else if you know you blitzing. But, you know, if you know that you're not blitzing and, and you're kind of linebackers are seeing and seeing what they can actually do, then, then you can, you know, hold it down. And not just that, you don't need to worry about he's not a running quarterback. You know, Matt, um, that guy is not – is he a running quarterback? That He, he is mobile, yeah. He's a um, dual threat. Like, come on, man. That's just like like hearing uh, um, when Xavier Howard heard that um, Cam Newton ain't playing no more. Uh, he was like, ah, you know, it's just business, you know. Nah, nah. I can yeah, that. that's funny because that's exactly the topic I wanted to go into, this whole Cam Newton thing um, and how that all – all played out i mean i was surprised when i heard this news that cam newton got cut by the evil empire i was surprised at first but then i thought about oh yeah they're the evil empire <laughs> you know <laughs> of course they would do something green like that you know i i just it, it 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 was crazy to me because you got an experienced quarterback in cam newton who last year he kind of got thrown on the team last minute and then he had some COVID issues, was still having COVID issues this year. And then all of a sudden they cut him and, and you're going to just put Mac Jones, the, the, the rookie from Alabama to start. I mean, it felt like this was always going to happen. Like this was always the plan regardless to cut Cam Newton. It doesn't matter how great, you were in the preseason like that didn't even matter because he looked great from what I saw I didn't see actual games but I saw highlights and I saw commentary about his play and it was great so there was definitely more to this story than just oh I'm just want to go with Mac Jones you know like it just made it seem so shady it's like he's still being shady without Tom Shady and <laughs> He is just being uh, Bill Belichick, and I don't understand why you would want to put Mac Jones in a situation to just go in there automatically. I don't think he's ready. 
I do not feel sorry for Cam because Cam should have known better to even go to New England Patriots. You know what I'm saying? You don't go help the evil empire and think that we're going to go ahead and like you now. Like, I always like Cam Newton, you know, but it, it, it's just like a, a, um, someone in the NBA. You know, if you only can dunk if, and you can't shoot, your, your days are numbers, numbered. I mean, Cam, you got the big body, but you're not accurate when it comes to the pass. You know, you got a weird um, throwing motion. You know, it's a little longer than, than other uh, uh, players, uh, quarterbacks. And, 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 you know, it just the, – the, 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 the fruit was in the pudding or when they drafted Mac Jones at the end of the day. And, and, and from what I was hearing, like, Mac Jones was looking like Tom Brady in, in practice, you know. And they said that Bill, Belich- Bill Belichick went – when he started Tom Brady, when he actually drafted him, um, he wanted to, to actually start him uh, uh, um, before Drew Bledsoe. And, you know, he just went with Drew, um, Drew Bledsoe because Drew Bledsoe was the veteran. You know, he has years under his belt. And then he was kind of mad because he's like, yo, I had Tom Brady over here, a Hall of Famer, practically you can say considered the greatest quarterback of all time. I had him right here sitting behind Drew Bledsoe and I could have played him sooner, you know? So, you know, for me looking at it, like if Mac Jones looking like, looking like the part, cause I seen him and he looked good, you know, like why would I need Cam Newton there? Because it's going to be like the same situation with, with the Dolphins. You have Tua here and he's looking over his shoulder. If Fitzpatrick is there, you seen what they did to him last year, taking him out of the games, putting him in the games, this, that, and the other, you don't want that same thing for, um, for uh, uh, Mac Jones. So going with Mac Jones, he looked like Tom Brady. He has control of the offense from what I've seen, from what everybody else been saying. So go ahead and put him in there. Me, Cam Newton, I, I, I said it a long time ago. You should have went to Chicago. If you would have went to Chicago, they would have had drafted that rookie quarterback that they got right now. They, you, you think you can't beat Dalton, Andy Dalton? Like, come on, man. Anybody could beat him out. And not just that, you know. Um, this whole coronavirus, you know, you not wanting to take the vaccine, which I agree with because I'm pro-choice. I think you should be able to um, pick and choose what you want to do. Like, at, at, at least when, when you put in a virus inside your body, you know, or a vaccine or whatnot, because the vaccine is a broken down virus, you know. So just the plain fact that you didn't want to take it, you know, um, it speaks volumes. It, it, it just shows you where the NFL, where the NBA, um, even the NBA is 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 dropped a, a, a bombshell saying, you know, if you're unvaccinated, you can't travel with the team. You you're separate. You you can't travel with the play the, your regular players. You can't eat with your regular players. You can't do. You feel what I'm saying they're like kind of segregating yeah. you. You know, so this is what they're doing in the NFL. Like yo. Um, I know that you don't want to take the vaccine. It's a choice to take the vaccine, but if you want to work over here, then you have to take the vaccine. I'm wondering, all these people that's under contract that signed these $150, $200 million contracts, they don't want to take the vaccine. What, do you void the contract or do you pay them and have them sitting on a bench, you know, because or, or, or have them in the um, practice squad with $150 million because you don't want to take the vaccine and you don't want to risk um, other players actually, um, you know, getting sick or, and, and you forfeiting games and forfeiting salaries and this, that, and the other. 
um, you know, I, I think that that's what it was. You know, he had issues, like you said, last year with the corona. When he came back, he was looking crazy, you know. First, he was looking good, got corona, and then didn't look so good when he came back, just like other players in the NBA and other sports. Well, some people, when they came back, they looked perfectly fine. When they went on, uh, and others, they didn't. Look at Kendrick Nunn. Look at, you know, when he came back in, in, um, last year, he didn't look his normal self. I still wanted him on the heat, but he didn't look his normal self also. So, again, the coronavirus is going to have its uh, effects differently on everyone else. You know, but me, I'm pro-choice. If you want to take it, cool. If you don't want to take it, cool. You know, but I, I definitely don't like the plain fact that you're showing. And, of course, they're going to use um, Bill Belichick to, to, to be the first one to do it. Because if, if it was any other coach to do it, then it would be, you know, all over the media, this, that, and the other. But since this is a Hall of Famer coach, since this guy got six Super Bowls and he's all business, this, that, and the other, who's the right person to cut someone for the coronavirus than Bill Belichick? Perfect. Yeah, I mean, I hear you 100%. Um, but like I said before, I'm selfish with my sports, you know, and uh, I'm selfish with, you know, the product that I want to see. And I think these players need to get vaccinated straight up. I, I mean, I'm pro-choice as well. I, I'm, I don't knock you for what, if you don't want to take it. If you don't want to take it, it's your choice. It's your yeah. body. You should have every, you should have the say in what you want to do with your body. I get that, but at the same time, uh, am I gonna am I gonna look at you differently if I'm if I'm on the team if I was on the team and my quarterback is is not taking the vaccine and is really risking you know our success right and risking our check risking our money you're risking all of that because you don't want to take the vaccine, then I'm not going to really look at you as a leader, to be honest, because I think you are not really, if, if you don't really care too much about the team success, then why should I, you know, like, then why should I care so much? Because if you, if you decide, okay, I'm, you know, winning games is not that important to me. Me not taking the vaccine is more important than winning games. Then, then the, 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 the spirit of the team, I think, is not on one accord, you know? And you, what, to, to answer something that you said about being paid, like I said, NFL contracts are not guaranteed. So they'll pay you the, uh, the signing bonus, and usually they'll pay it out if, if you want to, like over a course of, you know, months or years, they'll pay out the signing bonus. But they don't have to pay you because they pay you off games. Like if you if you play, then you get paid. And if you don't play, then they don't have to pay you. You might get your signing bonus, whatever your agent negotiated, whatever that signing bonus for you. That's that guaranteed money. That's why they always say the guaranteed money. But if you play, you get more. So I think for the NFL, they don't feel like they're hurting. Oh, they do feel like they're hurting when it comes to games because that television revenue is there. So that's why they they mandating this shit. They're like, yo, we need y'all to have this uh, uh, vaccine because you are jeopardizing the big bottom line, which is just no games, no, no commercials, no television revenue. So that is where I'm just like, you know, come on. Like if, if you are playing in that and playing, for a football team 
And I, like I said, I understand if you don't want to take it, don't take it. But if you are a leader, like a quarterback on a team, then I would think that there's not going to be a lot of respect for you because you don't really care so much about winning as, as I would want you to. Yeah, but damn, I mean, you want you want somebody to worry about winning or worry about their health? Because my whole thing is with well, the vaccine, with the vaccine, like it's still questions on it. That's the reason why I understand. It'd be one thing, like you know, this is not like uh, something new. You know, like they made this vaccine quick. You feel know I me? Mean? And, and and you know, there's all type of clouds over it. You know, you had the Johnson and Johnson whatever it did to certain people and certain things like that so I'm 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 able to understand why they don't want to take it because it's like the same thing like you got police officers that don't want to take it I seen on the news the other day well it's probably like a month and a half ago it was like uh the 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 I guess the sergeant the captain of the police force he was saying like we have 25 police officers I think it was Miami Shores yeah we have 25 police officers to patrol and only five people took the vaccine. The rest don't want to take the vaccine. And these are police officers. Same thing when it comes to um, nurses. I know someone that she she's supposed to be graduating from nursing school, passed everything, but she don't want to. They said that she can't graduate un, uh, unless she take the vaccine, and she's pregnant. You know, and she's like, "No, I'm not gonna do this." They say you're gonna have to be on a waiting list. It's just like again, it's not just football. It's everywhere, you know, and and, and that's when. I mean, I thought we was the land of the free. I mean, how is the land of the free if you telling me I have to take this and I can't work if I don't take this? You know, thank God we live in Florida and DeSantis says, you know, I will find you $5,000 if you ask him for a vaccine card or um, act on, on verification if you, you know, if you took the vaccine, which is, I understand, you know, because you got... You got people that 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 they're saying that the unvaccinated people are spreading it. Need to find people for not wearing masks. That that would be it, better. It, 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 well, yeah, that too. But that it's the unvaccinated. I, I think it's a vaccinated a vaccine card. Huh? <laughs> that would be way better than just asking people for a vaccine card. Why don't you just yeah. mandate masks at least? Yeah. You know, until somebody dies until you like really care. exactly. See, see, <laughs> with that that I. I See, in, in, in our state, you know, I kind of understand and I kind of don't understand because I understand, you know, the schools, you know, losing paychecks because they man they mandate in the mask, which I, I agree with, you know, but personally, I don't think that outside of that, it should be like if we're going to a stadium, you should mandate the mask, but they're not mandating certain things, you know. So, again, it is what it is. Uh, uh, um, hopefully we can get past this, but I don't see this like disappearing anytime soon, especially with this new variant that's coming around. And I know it's going to be another variant after that, you know, but me personally, I don't think that's the unvaccinated people that's spreading um, COVID. I think it's the vaccinated people that's spreading COVID because you're giving them COVID, uh, you're giving them some type of form of COVID and maybe broken down compared to someone that's unvaccinated that never had COVID. How can I spread COVID if I never had COVID? You know I mean? I'm unvaccinated, but I don't have COVID. So how am I spreading it compared to someone that took the vaccine? And I feel like I don't need to wear a mask. I'm vaccinated. No, you're vaccinated, but you you can spread it still. You still can get it still. You know what I'm saying? So if you can still get it and you can still spread it, like Marcus said, you should be wearing your mask. But again, 
when people get vaccinated, right. it makes their their it makes them bold. It makes them be like, oh, I'm good. Like I ain't worried about nothing. You feel me? But look, you like yo, you can still spread it and you can still get it. So you might as well wear your mask. You know. So me, yeah. that's why I stand on that. I feel I really feel like like you know, um, it should be a choice. Now again, like Marcus said, they don't need to pay you. It's all good. But yeah, that's when we're talking about in the NFL. But let's just say Marcus Job said that he got to take the vaccine or he can't work over here. That'd be unfortunate. My job say that. Chris, you feel me? So again, it's always going to be precedent. Same like the NBA. When the NBA shut everything down, boom, you see the rest of the sports did that. Now they're doing using the NFL, you know, to mandate certain things. Because, you know, the NFL, they're, they're, they're a little bit more conservative when it comes to um, everything that they do. And you have NBA that's a little bit more liberal. So, so again, they're going to make the NFL be the ones to drop the bomb, same like they let Bill Belichick, um, Bill Belichick be the one to cut Cam Newton, a veteran that shows signs that he still got it just because he ain't take the vaccine. So, hey, it is what it is. Hopefully, um, um, COVID wind up disappearing. I doubt it. I still, I still think it's gonna be here. It's gonna be like the common flu every year, where you always every year you got to take a vaccine for. COVID like you taking a vaccine for the flu. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's gonna uh, definitely get to that point. Um, I think vaccines are I think they are working for the for the most part when you look at like the numbers are concerned. You know, like the numbers have have gone significantly down since a lot of people have started taking the vaccine. But now we got this new Delta variant that all of a sudden the numbers are going back up. But we wouldn't have no fans in, in, in stadiums if it wasn't for the vaccine. It, I mean, I wouldn't, not, not to say I want to go back to work, but <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be going back to work if it wasn't for the vaccine. And I understand there's side effects you know, to certain people, there's side effects to everyone. But I do want to make this point as well. When a, pl when a player gets hurt right they're willing to take anything that the doctors tell uh are telling are giving them they're like hey take this shot to get back in the game take this pill so so you can recover quicker they're willing to take anything to get on the field but they're not willing to take the vaccine to stay on the field because it's so i mean that that's that's the weird part for me because you're willing to take some steroids you're willing to take painkillers you're willing to take everything that you need to take in order to um, um, get back on the field. But this one vaccine, which has proven by numbers to, to be effective at, I mean, it's not 100%, nothing's 100%, you know? Um, and you are not willing to take this to be on the field. That's the part that doesn't really make sense to me. I understand, but again, like I said, the reason why it's not, like, again, it's not that they don't want to take the vaccine. It's the reason why they don't want to take the vaccine, you know. And I'm pretty sure every other vaccine, when it came out, you know, previous to this one, there was always some pushback, you know, because it was new. And, you know, people can't get mad or can't be like, oh, I understand, because it's new. That's the only reason. Now, if it's five years from now and you see ain't did nothing to nobody, then take the vaccine. Or if it's three years from now, then take the vaccine. But it's just the plain fact that it's so new. 
that's kind of one of the reasons because they're they're not trusting it. They're not, you know, they're not trusting. Um, um, and not just that, but this vaccine came out so fast. It's just like, yo, like it takes years to to and trial and error to to actually um come up with vaccines, you know, and you know, the, the world was in a in a in a in a pandemic. So, you know, they had to speed up that process. And I think speeding up that process kind of put some more questions in people's eyes and people with brains, you know. So again, it is what it is. You know, I'm not saying that I would never take the vaccine. Um, I'm just saying like right now, I'm unsure of the vaccine. Um, yeah. At you know, least I, yeah. I do want to say up here in Georgia, it's different, bro. Like everybody's got their mask on. Like like how it is in Florida where you see maybe half the people <laughs> wearing masks. Like up here, everybody's wearing a mask. Like they take, it, they take this shit seriously up here. And I just wish Florida would be like that. Because to your point, there's a lot of people out there with the vaccine that think they, you know, they're Superman and Superwoman <laughs> out there. And I think that's just ridiculous. Come on. Like, and people, people, you know, would be like, yo, you know, I got the vaccine, so I don't have to wear a mask. And I just, I just think that's just dumb. You know, like, come on, man. Like you are the reason why the vaccine, well, part of the reason why the vaccine is spreading, because like you said, to your point, you can still spread it. You can you can have the vaccine and be asymptomatic at that point. You probably will not feel the effects as much as someone who didn't. Um, or there's people who's asymptomatic regardless of taking it, and that they you know feel like, especially in Florida, they like oh we don't have a mask mandate, especially for the kids, bro. Like I got I got I got um, family members that are are teachers or whatnot, and they are just like. Feel, uh, fearing for their life because they got classrooms with like 40 kids in a classroom none of them wearing masks <laughs> like it makes no sense at all like come on like and they're kids there's 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 adults that are absent-minded or forget to wear their mask or just don't want to think about the kids man they wear the mask and they put it under their nose no it need to cover your whole face like yeah, your yeah. nose and your mouth like people would mm -hmm. like i don't know man people are just stupid uh, like even my co-worker my co-worker took the vaccine and he's like oh i don't wear a mask i was like i'm like <laughs> i'm trying to i'm like damn you i told him like you you really want to be the cause of somebody dying you know what i mean i'm like yo like you you normally not around people like that anyway Personally, unless you're at work, they're gonna force you to wear the mask. If you're home, you think I'm wearing a mask? No. If you're walking your dog, you think I'm wearing a mask? No, there's no one around me. But when you know that you're going to a store, when you know that you're going around food, when you know you're going around certain things, a group of people, wear your damn mask. It's not that hard. You feel what I'm saying? So hey, right. it is, it's people are just stupid in this world. Yeah, yeah, man. But um that that that's all I had on that. Um but what, what what was funny though this weekend since we're talking about Cam Newton is all the memes that came came out about Cam Newton being on Bishop Sycamore after he got cut. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that whole story about Bishop Sycamore is so bizarre uh, to me. It's one of the craziest stories that I've ever heard in my life. Yes, the fact yeah. that for those who don't know, IMG Academy, the number one team in the nation, played. Uh, Bishop Sycamore out of Ohio on national TV on ESPN. 
IMG dogged them 58-0 in the game. Was that? I'm surprised, though. You said because the University of Miami went to Ohio State for a championship. They cheated. So, again, where are they from again, Bishop Sycamore? They're from Ohio. Did you say Ohio? Yeah. So, okay, yeah. So, it's understandable. You could continue. My bad. But, but yeah. Uh, so, the, the crazy story about it is that it comes out that this team is not a real school, which is crazy. Like, nobody did their research. Nobody did their homework. Nobody did a background check. Like, I don't understand that at all. Like, you made ESPN. <laughs> And they got on ESPN. The fact that they bamboozled the the network, as we call it, <laughs> the sports network, they bamboozled them to get them on TV. I know all the other good high schools are like, damn, we, we are here grinding and we can't get on ESPN. And this team who doesn't exist got on ESPN to play the number one team in the nation. I mean, it's just shocking to me. I heard that the that the uh, head coach had an arrest warrant, that these kids are not even really going to school. You got uh, fired, too. And there's a bunch of older players on the team, which I heard after the fact that that was, really wasn't true, that the oldest player on the team was 19. Allegedly. Right. All of this is allegedly anyway. You know, I don't believe anything now. You know, <laughs> if I see any high school team that I ain't never heard of, I'm going to research them now. <laughs> Because, like, come on, man, Bishop Sycamore. And I seen their name, you know, because I, I covered IMG the week before when they played American Heritage. So I seen them on the schedule. I always look to see, you know, what the next team that they're playing. I was like, Bishop Sycamore, okay. You know, teams from out of town. It's impossible for you to know every high school in the, in the nation. You know, I was like, okay, so that's just a team. Apparently, they're good enough to play IMG the next week. And just for that news to come out, there's definitely going to be a probably a 30 for 30 on this. You know, the investigation is still ongoing. The governor of Ohio had to step in to really kind of figure out what the hell was going on. How do I have a, a high school that doesn't exist that's on the books? You know, so apparently the address is just somebody's crib. You know, yeah, I, seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just crazy, man. Um, I think it was a bunch of like high school uh, dropouts or, you know, like last chance you type of kids that are trying to, you know, make their way to get to a real college and that type of that type of thing. So they really work in like as a JUCO, like as, as a junior college type of uh, place. So, I mean, that's just a b bizarre story, man. Well, what were your thoughts when you when you heard about it? I was like, when I sent it to you, I was like, this can't be real. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I was like, what? You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, and I was like, well, you know, this is what you got to do when you play teams like IMG. You got you to gotta create your own gridiron, gridiron game. You feel me? And, 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 but they got their ass whooped. You feel me? So for me, like, it would have been a bigger story if IMG would have lost. Yeah. Just the plain fact that they dominated, I don't even think that the other team scored one point. You feel me? I think it was like 58-0. Yeah. So like for me, it just showed that 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 um like it don't matter what you do. You know, you could create teams, you could you could get people that some people say that are in college. Um, me and Marcus found out, you know, that you know the oldest player is 19. It doesn't matter when you when you surround yourself with with great talent and they're well coached. You know, this is going to be the end result. You could create whatever you want to create, you know, B Bishop Sycamore, any other school, 
I don't personally don't think that this ever is going to happen again no. um, <laughs> because it, it will definitely ruin the integrity of high school football, you sure. know, but, 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 you know, for me, it just was a laugh for me because no one got injured on IMG from, from that team. Um, they dismantled them 58 to zero. Um, I wonder, does that win count? Of course it does. Well, I would think, well, you know what? <laughs> does it. <laughs> I mean, does it? It's not a it team. Does it? It's not a real team. If then, yeah, it's probably going to be vacated. Now, I think about it. You know, it probably will be vacated if it proves that this was not a real school for real, for real. <laughs> you know, maybe they was taking online classes. Maybe <laughs> I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they were just taking classes online. It was like an online school. It was like a University of Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? That's basically what happened. This was like University of Phoenix playing <laughs> IMG. Um, something like that. If they can prove something like that, maybe. I mean, they bamboozle ESPN. Who's to say they can't continue the bamboozlement? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. Um, I mean, I know for IMG and it's it's probably disappointing for them because they feel like they didn't really play a real opponent you know um but still wins a win but uh you know hey we'll see we'll see if it counts or not definitely definitely hopefully it counts because you you shouldn't you shouldn't have to um because we like look they dismantled them it's not like it was a close game like come on they would have done that to anybody else nobody yeah. wants to play img anyway you know, it's like it's a guaranteed loss. IMG, St. Thomas, these schools is like a guaranteed loss. And IMG, all they do is breathe football. Um, lunchtime is, is, is lunchtime, but first period is defense. Second period is offense. Third period is special team. So that's all they focus on. So, hey, it is what it is. Um, funny story. Um, and again, like I said, nobody got injured on our team in IMG. So, you know, we can go ahead and just, you know, forget about it, you know, hopefully. That yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other thing for me that, that I, I feel like I, I want to chat with you about is this whole Jake Paul versus Tyrone Whitley fight, bro. Like, oh, man. So first of all, did you see the fight, bro? Yeah, I seen the fight. I seen the fight, you know. It was entertaining. Um, it was. Hell. It I felt was. like I was watching a movie, bro. Like, you know, like when you're watching a movie and there's a fight and it's just back and forth, you don't really know what's going to happen. Like, that's how I felt like what was happening. I wish it went 12 rounds or at least 10. I felt like it got cut short at eight. And Jake Paul clearly won the fight to me. Jake Paul ended up winning this fight by decision. For those who, who don't know, the YouTuber fighting an, uh, on MMA legend i would say you know in tyrone woodley and tyrone woodley boxing for the first time officially in the ring with jake paul who is now three and oh with the with this win uh a youtuber fighter and he got rattled in this fight and it was interesting to see him finally go some rounds like this is what boxing is really about before you were just knocking people out first round you know that's not really boxing boxing is about endurance it's about mental endurance it's about you know defense as well and we got to see that finally uh from jake paul and to be honest from what i've seen 
he got a lot. He's got a lot of work to do. Like if he's going to fight legitimate boxers, he's going to get ate up. He's going to get ate up once he gets to the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round for, for, for fighters that are trained to do this for 12, you know, like, come on, like you, this should be a reality check for Jake Paul to be like, Hey, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I'm three and oh against Nate Robinson, um, Tyrone Woodley. And I forget who the first guy he fought. Uh, but, but anyways, it was somebody who was not a boxer and come on, like from what I've seen, Tyron Woodley probably could have knocked you out if this would have gone longer because Tyron Woodley is an MMA fighter. So he's trained to go longer. He's, you could tell like he was still in there and he had the endurance to go longer, even though he's like in his late thirties or something like that. And Jake Paul's in his early twenties and he is showing, and, and, and Tyron Woodley was looking like, Hey, I, I can still go another five rounds with you. Jake Paul looked like he was surviving the fight, although he was getting more points. He was getting more blows in. He was very, he was very uh, tactical in the fight, just getting, you know, those shots in here and there. But when it comes to the one power punch that I feel like that was landed, it was landed by Tyrone Woodley. You know, it was the moment where he was up. leaning up on the, on the, on the ropes. The ropes that was really supposed to be a knockdown. Yeah, it was supposed to be a knockdown for sure because the rope's not there. You you're gonna hit the ground, or at least stumble to the ground, and it would have counted as a, as a knockdown, and that would have affected the, the the scoring. So I think this should be a reality check for Jake uh, Paul. It was entertaining as hell. Even the after fight, you seen the after fight stuff that happened? Uh, what happened in the after fight? I fell asleep. So, yeah, so. You know, they announce who won the fight and then, you know, they get the post fight comments and Tyrone Woodley right then and there. He was like, oh, let's let's run it back. You know, let's run it back right now. I, he was like, I feel like I won this fight. You know, he was and just saying like, yo, let's run it back. And you already know they already had the bet with the tattoo. Right. And Jake and and his brother Logan Paul was just like, nah. You know, it, it's over for you, Tyron. Just retire. He was he was saying stuff like that, like talking like right behind uh, Jake Paul. And then Jake Paul was like, "Nah, um, you know, I'm, I'm on to bigger and better things." That that type of vibe. And then and then Jake Paul was feeling froggy and was like, "You know what? If you if you get I love Drake Jake Paul tattoo on you, I'll give you a rematch." And Tyron was like, "Bet." Right there in the moment, right there in, in, in the ring, it happened. I was like, oh, okay. So first of all, don't say stuff you don't mean. That, that's the lesson <laughs> because Tyrone Woodley is a dog. He, he's a dog. I mean, he is a multiple champion when it comes to MMA. If you're a multiple champion in an MMA, automatically you're a dog, you know? And he is at the end of his career, he has some disappointing fights lately in, in MMA. So he was trying to revive his career. And I agree with Tyron Woodley. I feel like he deserves a, a rematch because he knocked you down pretty much. He deserves another chance. So the fact that they just kind of agreed to that during the fight, right after the fight was great. It was just so entertaining. It was more like it was adding to the whole movie situation to me i was like wow this is this is like w almost like wwe you know 
So uh, overall, entertaining fight, and I think a win for boxing overall. Yeah, me too. You know, I I, I think that it was a, a really pretty much a decent fight. You know, um, I, I really think that Woodley could have been a little bit more aggressive. You know, like especially when you you know you're an MMA fighter, you you know when it's time to go for the kill after you got somebody shook. You got him running around the ring. Now you need to close that gap. And, and do your thing because he was he, he stumbled into the ropes. You knocked you hit you caught him decent with a with an overhand kind of, and he basically you know fell into the ropes. Could have been a knock knockdown um, or whatnot. But hey, it is what it is. I I, I really wanted Jake Paul to actually win because I, he's bringing attention to boxing. You know, yeah. like Woodley, like I'm pretty sure he got a big a big um, payday um, compared to anything else he that he actually did because it was just him and Jake Paul, you know. I really feel like these boxers nowadays should follow the same road. Like, y'all don't need these promoters. You know, you could go ahead and take the whole bag yourself, you know, like, because the promoters is really stopping you from fighting um, who you want to fight. Jake Paul fights who he want to fight. You know, you got drama, you talk shit to him. All right, let's go ahead and fight, you know. He's being smart about who he's fighting. Of course, you got Nate Robinson. Again, Nate Robinson will set the whole thing up for him because, again, the first fight, I don't really know about him. But we knew Nate Robinson. He was looking good, you know, but Nate Robinson was a little too aggressive and he has no background in boxing, so he lost the fight, you know. Crazy because he wound up being a meme, but, hey, regardless of the fact. But, but, but again, I, I, I really think that that um, it was a good thing that that he won the fight because everyone that's boxers right now, they're hating on him. Oh, he's not a real fighter. He's not this. He's not that. He, it don't matter. He's a smart businessman. And that's what y'all need to wind up being, smarter businessman. You could be a better boxer, you know, but if I got more money than you, then what is it? And I'm not having these, these to, to fight 12 rounds. I, I can fight who I want. I'm getting majority of the bag. I'm splitting it with my appoint, uh, opponent. It's just like I'm winning and y'all losing because y'all giving Bob Arum and all these other promoters all the money. Y'all should have learned from Floyd Mayweather when he got rid of uh, uh, um, Bob Arum and started the money team and start, you know, promoting his own stuff. Because, again, you got to understand, you got social media now. You got different plat platforms that you could promote you, promote, promote your brand in it and you know, you're you're already a, a guy with a name. If you're a guy with a name that talks shit, imagine Mike Tyson always talking shit. You feel me? Yeah. Nowadays, you feel me? Like Mike Tyson in the '80s, in the '90s, to is a Mike Tyson now. You feel me? Like that's just like uh, Floyd Mayweather. We want to hear the talking shit. Jake Paul. We want to hear the talking shit. We want to hear all that buildup. In the in the in the um pre-fight when when um you almost got into it with his mom. I love all that. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like, all of that <laughs> is entertainment for me. You know, it's gonna draw me to watch the fight. You know, I I'm, I know it probably is not gonna be like a Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather fight, but again, it's entertainment. It's entertaining, yeah, yeah. you know. And you know, just the plain fact that you said after the fight, that's what happened in the ring. And he's like, "Bet." He's like, "Yo, I like that too." You know love what I'm saying? It. I so, love so, it. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's just one of those things that you want to see. You know, um, y'all boxers that that are um, boxing. Look, y'all need to need to second guess 
your way of thinking. You don't need somebody to actually promote for you. You can promote yourself, you know, and, and, and stop dodging people. Stop dodging the fights that's supposed to be happening. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you're going to blame it on your promoter and your promoter going to blame it on someone else. No, let's get it done. And Jake Paul is showing you how to get it done and still get the bag. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with everything <laughs> that you said. I mean, I don't I don't think there's anything else I need to say on that topic, but um, it was highly entertaining. Can't wait to see the next fight, you know, with, you know, Jake Paul and just kind of see what happens next for him. Kind of want to see what other real boxers want to and really put it because if I'm a real boxer right now, oh, I'm trying to fight Jake Paul. You know, like the teenagers out here, they know who Jake Paul is. You know, they don't know who Tio Lopez is. They don't know who uh, uh, Terrence Crawford is. You know, they don't know who uh, Shakur Stevens is. It is. They don't know about the real boxers that are like dominating i'm gonna say dominating sport but are at the top of their sport you know and but they know who jay paul is so if i'm somebody like up and coming oh i'm, I'm trying to schedule me a jake paul fight because everybody's gonna know who you are from that point forward exactly that's what i'm saying so it's like you're paying bob arams and all these people to promote you and you got the young people that don't know you so what promoting that they doing i'm supposed to know you you know what I mean? I'm supposed to know you before Jake Paul. You know what I mean? You're giving them millions and millions of dollars to promote you, promote your fighting, and I don't know you. I mean, I learned about Terrence Crawford from you and Chris. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, like, I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, again, and I'm not even that young. I'm young, but I ain't like my our dads and our, you know, our moms and our dads that's older. We're still considered young, but even younger than me. They don't know you. They know Jake right. Paul. You know? So, again, that, that goes back to y'all promoters. Y'all need to go ahead and look at them like, yo, you can't pay half my damn check. You feel know what I'm saying? <laughs> you get half the bag and people don't know me. Right. So what does that say? You need to go. Right, right. And, but regardless of the fact, um, we didn't get to talk about this because we didn't record last week, but um, it's a good topic because, you know, um, we're we're gonna talk about Shikari again, you know, because Shikari wind up, um, you know, losing again. This is her what second time losing, you know. She lost the other day. Um, she came in fourth. Um, I was like, I looked at it and I'm like, she just going down here, down here for somebody that was talking shit the way she was talking shit. You feel me? And you just continue to lose. You're not coming second place. You're coming in fourth or last. Like, <laughs> like it was not too long ago where you actually came in first. How are you just digressing or going down so fast, so quickly, you know? Yeah. And not even that. She almost came in fifth place because she gave up. You've seen that, right, in the end. You feel me? When she came in fourth, when she came in fourth place, yeah. she starts just slowing down like, all right, I lost again. Like... Yo, yeah. you're a quitter. You are a quitter. And, you know, um, this, the story, it was a great story that, you know, um, not, not your mom dying, but, you know, your mom dying and you winning for your mom, you know, 
I mean, we wish your mom was still here, but you know, father time is undefeated, especially when it comes to health and this and stuff like that. But again, you keep losing and you keep having a bad attitude about it. Because again, if I'm your dad, if I'm your mom and I'm in the stands or if I'm a fan and I'm watching you and I'm seeing that you give up time after time, when your ass lost a week prior, you know, the real story, when you was running your mouth, you was like, you know, Losing all, I know you lost a whole lot of sponsors, Shikari. You feel me? Don't nobody no want you to represent them. And not even much just that. Before the race, they played your commercial for Nike. That <laughs> bad taste that you left in, in their mouth for Nike, I would have been like, hey, go call her agent. Do she have an agent? I don't know if she have an agent. Do she have a publicist? Do she have anyone? Because all these people should have told you they doing a terrible job. They're right doing now. a horrible job. You feel me? <laughs> she probably just got family members that's speaking on her. And I even think probably. family members will give her better advice also because family members seeing what people saying about it, like we want you to win. You feel me? But it's not a white black thing because you're going against black people too. Like it's not just, you know, I mean, you're just giving up. You, 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 like you, you, you giving us too much of you. You feel what I'm saying? And again, if you want to be a role model, the way people trying to put you is like they're again, you know how they be trying to make people leaders and they're not leaders. They're trying to make her a role model and she's not a role model. Just because you won that race doesn't mean you're a role model. You know, just the way how you speak, you speak, you speak like you just came from the hood and I'm from the hood, too. But I know when I'm on this stage, I'm going to go ahead and try to talk as proper as I can. You know, and not just that. You remember when 21 Savage had tried to speak proper, you feel me, at one point, and it sounded weird. Chris, go find that clip. It sounded weird, <laughs> you know. You know that's not how he speak, but he was trying. And you, one thing that people hate is someone that's not humble. If you lost, like, come on, man, you lost, and they gave you the mic first. The person that won didn't even have a mic for you. Right. Okay. They already were setting you up for failure. They knew. They knew what it was. You feel me? Like, normally, like, when you lose, they don't holler at you first. They holler at the winner. Yeah. You feel me? And, and yeah. even when they, I'm asked the Jamaican girl, did you see Sakari? Oh, she was like, oh, I didn't see Sakari because she was behind me, basically. Like, why would I be looking back at Sakari? <laughs> Nobody cares about Sakari. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. for real, you the winner, and you asking about the loser. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Shikari, yeah. um, um, you know, unfortunate situation, but I'm happy this happening to you right now because you it needs to keep happening right now so you could be humbled. Maybe yeah. when you're humbled, maybe the wins will start coming again. Yeah, I totally agree. When I first saw her post-game interview, I'm just like, wow, really? That that's that's how you gonna come off? That's how you're gonna um, you know, portray your personality to the masses. You already have a stain on your legacy already, okay? And then you lose in terrible fact, in the worst possible way, you came in last. And, you know, it's, it's just like, I think this was Talladega Tal 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 Nights, even if you're second, you're last. You know, you remember that line? If yep, you're second, yep, you're yep. last. If you're not winning, you're last. And she was really last, like literally last. Like, come on, man. Like for you to come out that bad, I know it was embarrassing for you, bro. I mean, girl, <laughs> I know it was embarrassing for you to come out, talk a lot of smack like you do, and then come in last. 
I mean, come on, like for, for you and for you to come out and say, you know, come out boasting and all of that and whatever you said, it was like, oh, I'm here to stay, whatever, like whatever you said, it was just like, it just came off like you're, you're not present in the moment. You're not being humble. People want to see humility in that moment. People want to see that. And then what I what I don't like for real with all of this is how bad it, it makes weed smokers look. <laughs> and you know, I'm a I'm a promoter of 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 you know yes, using using uh, marijuana to help heal yourself or whatnot. I'm a promoter of that. So there's a, a there's a state for marijuana let, let's be honest there's a stigma for marijuana and you got busted for marijuana for for, for i think legitimate reasons because you know you're going through a death in the family or whatnot you you're out in the open to say that and be transparent with us as the public but at the same time people gonna be like oh okay well she's she smoking weed you know uh she's you know she's a drug user or whatever people are gonna have that image on you so for people who are want to promote that and people want to say hey weed smoking can help you or it doesn't really affect you i mean i've heard of of players basketball football they said they smoked weed before they actually had games you know um a lot a lot of players have come out and said that uh, Ricky Williams is, is one of them, you know, and he ha had one of the best careers as a Miami Dolphin. So what it makes, what it makes the world look like, look at is that, okay, you got busted for marijuana. You're open about the reason why, which is fine. But then you come out and have this type of showing when you first come back. So people are going to be like, okay, see, that's why you don't smoke weed. That's that's why what people will think, and I think that is the part that kind of irks me as well as everything else with this situation. You know, I mean, the fact that you are just making it seem that the overall optics are that the weed smoke, the weed smoking, has affected your play now. Now you really have to humble yourself. You really got to show, you really got to get back in the lab and train. And if you never, let's just say she never comes back. She never comes back to this level again. People will forever blame it on weed. <laughs> you know, so you have to, for all the weed smokers in, in, a, in, in the world, you have to come back and represent and at least win one race. You have to do that. Because if you don't, like... It's, it's, it's just a bad look, not only for you as a, as a black person, as a black woman, as a person coming from the hood, as, you know, as a person who is, um, I, um, I think we confirmed is um, bisexual or, or homosexual. For all of those people, you have to represent, you represent all of those people. And if you can't humble yourself enough to realize you have to go back in the lab and really refine your craft then you will forever be a laughing stock for the rest of your life yeah but i don't see her i don't see her honestly she probably smoked a joint before every race or something like after her mom died because after that like she kept losing like yo you smoked you probably smoked a joint that made you want because you know it's a depressant 
you know, she smoked a joint before trying to ease her mind, you know, all the turmoil and everything around her, you know, and hopefully she didn't, but that's what it seemed like what happened, you know, because me personally, I'm like, how do you lose so much speed in so little time? It's not like we waited months and months and months. It's like, you know, like a few weeks apart, you know, a few weeks apart and, 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 and you're not looking your normal self. So again, it may be everybody in her head, you know, that that's why she's losing, you know, because sometimes confidence in everything. I don't think she's that as confident in herself that she portrayed that she's she is, you know, and you're not confident, you know, that, you know, it's, it's going to show in your work. It's going to show in your performance. So for me, um, hopefully, like I said, I'm happy this happening early in her career. She could get humbled and probably work on her craft a little bit more. But, you know, like, I don't remember people gaining speed. I know people losing speed. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how she's going to get that speed back without, you know, working out. She's probably going to have to work on um, her legs, you know, because those people that, that run fast, they, they're really muscular down there. You know, their thighs, their legs, everything is, like, kind of muscular. So hopefully, hopefully she can gain that. Because when I see her, I, she's skinny. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and, and hey, it is what it is, but you know, good luck, Shikari. I mean, she, she won before, so obviously she knows how to win. Exactly. So I don't know. I, I think it's something mental, um, that has gone on with her. Maybe this whole, you know, death of her mom is really taking a toll. A lot of people get, uh, take, it, it takes a while for people to get over a traumatic situation like that. And, my guess is not she she not putting in the work that she used to before this situation happened. And I just wish you would have came out and said something more to that than just like, you know, boasting and bragging like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm not here. I'm, I'm not I'm not disappearing or whatever she said. If you would have said, you know, you know, the situation that, that I've gone through um, has really um made me lose focus my focus is not where it needs to be but my focus will get there if she would have said something to that nature then I would feel like I would feel confident myself being because I'm still a fan you know I'm still a fan of you I still want you to succeed you know and I want to feel like you're going to come back and you're going to represent for America for black people for black women I want to feel like you're going to represent um those demographics because I support those demographics <laughs> so I didn't feel confident that that based on her post-game comments that she is really going to come make a comeback like I'm hoping she does yeah me too you know, and yeah. even if she would have apologized the way you was just stating people would have said something about it because you're given an excuse why you know you could just be like you know um, I lost, you know, unfortunately we win some, we lose some, you know, but I'll be back. I'll be back. You know, that they always tell you when you fall, you get back up. If she would have said something like that, you know, that would have yeah. been good because she's not giving, oh, it's because of what's going on in my life right now. Forget all that. You feel me? Just say that, you know, you, you fail, you're going to come back up. People win some and you lose some. You, you heard what pop say. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, fight. You feel me? But you know what I'm saying? When you, some, another, you, you, you do some. something. You feel but me? You live. But you live. Live to fight live. another day. There you go. So, <laughs> you know, hey, hey Chris, you definitely got to find that clip. You feel me? But again, <laughs> um, like, you know, it's just unfortunate that she's going through it. But again, like I said, I want her to win. 
but I'm happy that she's going through this right now, early in her career rather than later. She's moving with her comments and with her losses. You know, Nike wants to deal with the top. They want to deal with the best. You feel me? And, you know, um, I don't know how, how long your contract is with them, but if you keep losing, like, why would they, you know, have a loser representing their company? That's not going to, it's not going to fly. So, hey, it is what it is. Um, good luck in your ventures, Shikari. Uh, we wish you the best, but, you know, we can wish you everything as you want. You know, you got to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, let's touch on the Dolphins because, you know, we're getting closer to the Dolphins season right here in uh, 2021. And we got the Patriots game one. So right out of the gate, you know, we get to see Mac Jones against Tua, former, two former Alabama quarterbacks playing against each other in game one. So it should be very interesting. But I do want to talk about how there was this noise I would say about Tua not being the quarterback um Deshaun Watson being a possibility there was like these rumblings going on that that could be the case but you know Flo coach Flo came out and said you know that Tua is our guy or whatnot and I think I think the media you know it's ironic because I am the media a part of the media but I think the media is searching for a story here. You know, I think they're really just trying to find something to talk about. The quarterback controversy is always kind of like the biggest story in every camp, you know, if there's, if there's a competition. And the media is always trying to find something to make a story about. And if there's any hesitation in Coach Flo's voice about the quarterback, then that's a story. If there's any conversation about an agent speaking to the Dolphins, then that's a story. But it could mean nothing. And I think in this case, it means nothing. I don't think they're really seriously pursuing Deshaun Watson. I don't really think they, they uh, are, are questioning if two is the guy. I don't, I don't think this is really a story. I think this is a story that the media is trying to conjure up. And it's, it's a distraction at this point. A little bit, but from what I see and from what uh, I just kind of see with the Dolphins and kind of how they run things, I think they really kind of limit those distractions. And this is not really a story for them as a team, as the media is making out, making it out to be. I totally agree. I totally agree with what you're saying. I don't think it's a story here. I mean, look, you got Deshaun Watson still dealing with them cases. Like, why would I trade Tua right now for Deshaun Watson? And we don't even know if he's going to be suspended. We don't know if he's going to be in jail. We don't know any of these things. You feel me? Like what I said earlier in our previous podcast, I'm like, look, this is a perfect opportunity for Miami. It gives Miami a chance to go ahead and play Tua for a year because I definitely don't think that Deshaun Watson is going to be playing anytime this year. You know what I'm saying? And if he was to play, he's not going to be in no football form to actually play anyway. You know, because him being on the field is a distraction. Him being at the facility is a distraction. All those are distractions. You know, and I don't think the Texans want that distraction right now, especially coming from Texas, you know. Now, again, when it comes to um, the story, it will be a perfect storm if um, Tua wind up um, 
playing how we thought he was going to be playing. You know, the first game in preseason, he looked decent, you know, besides that, that interception that he threw. You know, like I said, two seconds prior to throwing that ball, the guy was open, open like three, four seconds, you know. But if he would have thrown it two seconds before, it would have been a touchdown, no story. Yeah. Second game, he looked great. Nobody – and the funny thing is when he looked great, they don't say shit about Tua on social media, on ESPN. But when he looks bad, they're going to throw dirt on his name. Now, you know, they thought that they were going to get a third game. Flores, he like, nah, nah. We know this is our quarterback. If he thought that uh, um, he was – Tua was not the part, he would have played him again the third game because I need to give my guy some more reps because I think that he's not there yet. You know, just the plain fact that you sat him – it shows that he has the confidence in him. Now, again, if we want to retouch this situation after the season, if Tua just wind up bombing, then, yo, hopefully at, at that time, Deshaun Watson, that case is figured out. Is either he paying them or whatnot. But, again, I heard on Coach Flores said, it's like, yo, this team is based on integrity. So how can I say this team is based on integrity but then I'm going to bring Deshaun Watson over here when his integrity is in question. That right. got to be cleared up before I even bring you over here. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so you had rumblings of them saying Stephen Ross is the guy that want him. If Stephen Ross want him, then he's going to be here. Period. You feel me? He wanted Jakeem Grant when all the other scouts wasn't even yeah. looking at him on the Miami Dolphins. And what happened? Jakeem Grant, is still, he was drafted by the Dolphins, and he's still here with the Dolphins. Now, again, if it's a true story, cool, it's a true story. But, again, regardless, right now is not the right time to be trading for um, Deshaun Watson, especially if we're going to give you Tua. Because, like I said, if we're going to trade, you know, at that time I was like, I'll give you Xavier Howard and Tua because Xavier was tripping on his contract. Now that we got him for another year, you know, not multiple years, another year, you know, we could, fig- we could uh, probably figure that out after. Because remember, they said that they're going to touch on his contract in the offseason. They paid him a little something now, but they're going to holler at him later. Hopefully, he wind up balling this year again, you know, and he wind up staying. But again, if he wind up slipping, if Tua wind up slipping, that's two people. That's a first round. That's a pro bowler, and that's a first-round pick, you know. So y'all want three first-round picks? We're going to give you two in players, and we'll give you one in a draft pick, and we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and take Deshaun Watson. You can take the salary from X-Man, and we could take the salary from Deshaun Watson, like an even swap. Not even, but, you know, 60-40, because Deshaun is a quarterback. He's getting paid more, you know. But, again, that's the only way I see this happening, because me personally, I want Tua to do good. You remember yeah, what we posted on 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 um the Mark West Sports um podcast on our Instagram? You seen um the uh, Miami Dolphins have like the second or the third best salary cap in 2022. So if we wanted to sign all these players, we can. You know what I'm saying? Like we got the money. I didn't see. That's the crazy thing. Now I, I feel kind of crazy. You not um, when you was like the players, they need to get it. I was like, damn, I didn't even know that. Uh, uh, I thought the Dolphins was like you know, um, didn't have the salary cap to give X-Man that money. Now we see that they do have the salary cap. So, I, you know, I'm going to salute you right there. You was right in that situation, <laughs> in your money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel you, you know, especially when they got it. But, again, yeah. yo, 
this is not a perfect time to be going ahead and trading for Deshaun Watson. Let those cases, even though I think that he's not guilty, women that's watched this podcast, look, it's innocent until proven guilty. I can have my opinion and say that these women are just after money. That's my opinion. You can think that he's a chauvinist and, you know, but I don't think, ain't nobody said rape. No one said rape. Everyone just said he was inappropriate. Like he probably grabbed their butt. He asked them to to give him a little top. You feel me? Or you know, let him smash. You know, like you know, people that got money like that. You know, they're confident. They think everybody want to have ha, ha, make a play with them. You know what I'm saying? And they may be wrong. So again, at the end of the day, I'm gonna go ahead and um, say, yo, let this this let this um this season play out. And if if Deshaun Watson um clears up and Tua's looking bad, then we'll trade for him. If Tua's looking good, then I don't want you here. Why would I even need that over here? You know, yeah. especially when our script club. Look, you seen Robert Kraft got caught down here at the at, at the car at well, not the car practice, but at the massage parlor. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I know there's massage parlors down here, and I'm pretty sure if you come down here, Deshaun Watson. Um, it's probably gonna be a problem because you got the you got the strip clubs that stay open, you got the, the massage parlors, and sometimes you got chiropractors too. You feel me? That that be making play. So we'll see what it is. Um, but I think there's no smoke to to the fire that they're saying. Yeah, yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I mean, um, Deshaun Watson coming here would be more of a, distra- a distraction. Why would you sign a player that still has open cases? Yeah, <laughs> so that, that just that just doesn't make any sense at all. Like he still has open cases. They haven't thrown the cases out in in, in the case of Avante Williams, you know, where they you know the charges were dropped. We haven't gotten to that point yet. We may, you know, you know, because I'm sure there's some negotiations going on behind closed doors with those women to try to work out some kind of deal. So this can blow over. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that is what's going on right now. And we're just waiting until that happens. But until that happens, come on, man. You think we're going to take a risk on that? Because what if he does become uh, guilty? Well, what if he is convicted of something or, or some kind of charges? That is just going to be a, just a bad look overall. General and what's <laughs> that? General manager Chris Grill will get fired. He made that trade and then he come over here and he got to go to jail or, right. or anything like no. Right. And especially when you got a budding star like Tua, you know, I mean, to me, Tua is, is on the same track as Josh Allen to me because first year Josh Allen, he was all right. He was okay. You know, basically like Tua and he didn't have an injury that he was coming off of and he didn't start off in a COVID year. So, and now Josh Allen is one of the highest paid players in the league right now. He's an MVP candidate going into this season. So I think it can be that type of progression for, for Tua and for you to give up on a player like that for Deshaun Watson, an open case player, nah, it just makes it makes no, no sense. sense. No sense. No, no sense, sense at all. At all. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's all I got to say on that. What else you got, bro? Anything else going on this week? Well, I mean, that's all I got on that. Also, I mean, of course, you know, um, the Dolphins. We 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 do not have a football game 
this upcoming Sunday is next week. Um, like, of course, we're going to play the New England Patriots. And I'm just I'm, I'm just looking forward to football. You know, thank God we got football at three o'clock today and we're going to have football again next week at one o'clock. No, at, is it four fifteen that they're going to be playing? Uh, I actually don't know. I actually don't know. But regardless of the fact that football is back. I got I gotta ask y'all a question. Uh so Max Kellerman is out of first take, right? Who should who do you who do y'all want to see next to Stephen A? Or or also what do y'all think about Max Kellerman being out? I think Max Kellerman being out. I don't know why they did that. I heard that Stephen A been one of him gone. And I kind of figured that because, and that's another reason why I don't like Stephen A. Also, because you could want someone out, but me as a fan, me as somebody that watch ESPN sometimes, and I really rarely watch you. I really watch Undisputed because I think Shannon Sharp is more real than you. You know, he has better comebacks than you. Skip Bayless have a better rapport um, than him. And I don't think that he was the person in high school that was a square trying to be down with people. I think people were trying to be down with him. So I watch Undisputed first. Now, in regards to Mike Kellerman, you know, Max Kellerman, I'm like, yo, Stephen A would always try him. Stephen A would go like this when he talking or pretend like he's sleeping or say snarly things when he make a comment. You know, again, you got to understand this guy came from boxing. He's not he's not, you know, well-rounded in, 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 in sports like you, Stephen A. You feel me? But again, you're doing what, what Jordan did to Kwame Brown. You're not helping him up. You're bringing him down. And look, exactly what happened. He's not here no more. Why are you getting paid all this money? And if your, your star host is saying that he don't want him around in, in, in the background, then what you think eventually is going to happen? So me, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he's away from Stephen A. I don't want no one around Stephen A. Because Stephen A is like, I, I can't watch him. I used to like him before. You feel I me? Mean? I really used to like Stephen A. But after he got the fame, it's like it start getting to him. You know what I'm saying? And you could tell, look, Skip left him. And Skip is who brought him in. You know what I'm saying? So again, at the end of the day, I look at it like it's a good thing. We'll go ahead and have somebody else wind up being with him, but they need to have somebody that's strong. It can't be uh, someone that's weak or someone that feels like, oh, this is Stephen A. I'm with Stephen A. It needs to be someone that feels like, yo, Stephen A is privileged to have me because that's exactly how Shannon Sharp is when he was with um with um Skip Bayless. It's not like oh Skip Bayless is this guru at 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 at, at what he do and I'm in in the presence of him. No no no. It's like yo I'm a Hall of Famer. Yo you know that's who they need to have. They need to have a Hall of Famer. They need to have someone that they they their name ring bells to put them next to Stephen A. Because Steve, Stephen A be trying to talk sporty. If it's a regular person, he gonna talk sporty. If it's somebody that that have and he knows we all can put them for saying something crazy on, on, on television, you know, then it'll be a different story. I think they need to have someone like Shannon Sharp. Not Shannon Sharp, because there's only one Shannon Sharp, but they need to have someone like Shannon Sharp that Nate, that already has a name. Yeah, yeah. Nate trying to, to make to me it. like, and I think they're already going to do this. Is have have the playmaker on there, Michael Irvin. Oh, Michael Irvin, heard, you know, he's from the crib. You know, he's gonna come at you with that that crib mentality, and he's aggressive, and he's got you know, like you said, a Hall of Famer. You know, people know who he is, and he is already very confrontational with Stephen A. 
you know, when they used to bring him on uh, a couple of times on, on the show, he was very conf- confrontational. I think they're going to have him like on Mondays. I think I heard, but That's he should perfect. probably be the, 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 the main guy the whole time you know, because he's going to challenge Stephen A. And I, I, I would, I would like to see him on there. And then Shannon Sharp too. If Shannon Sharp was, was on the show with, with Stephen A. I mean, come on, like that. <laughs> I mean, Shannon Sharp would body him like all the time, you know? <laughs> time. And so Shannon Sharp, is, is another another guy I would like to see on there. I'm disappointed in Max, you know, um, not being there. I, I kind of like Max. Um, Max was was pretty, you know, I think Max got to a point where he just wanted to say hot takes. Like he wanted to have this really controversial type of hot take. And I don't know if maybe what he's what what his comments were before on on the uh on the naomi osaka situation was you know the reason why they they let him go from the show i mean it could be because he was actually very strong in his stance about naomi um in regards to the question that was being asked by the journalist and he was kind of dismissive to to the woman uh the what's her name forgot her name the one in the middle molly i don't know the last name but i know her first name is molly he was a little bit dismissive and not in a bad way i don't agree i don't disagree with his stances at all you know but i think maybe that could be a situation why they're letting him go from the show i don't know maybe there's some tension between him and molly i think that could be a reason i'm just stirring controversy saying that but and from what from me looking at that and then all of a sudden the next week he's gone i think maybe that is a situation you know how you know how america is they're really sensitive about women and how you speak to them or whatnot even if they might be wrong uh so that could be a reason so i'm a little disappointed at that i think he was a step up from skip i, I still don't really like skip you know um I'm not a big fan of Skip Skip Bayless. I call him um, Skip Baseless. That's what I call him because he just he just comes up with random stuff, and I think he's more of those. He's like a hot take. He's probably the original hot take guy who's like, oh, I'm not gonna say something with any base to it. I'm just gonna give you a hot take just because. And I'm just not a fan of Skip Bayless. I'm more of a fan of Max Kellerman. And Max Kellerman came through came through hip hop, man. I know you've seen that video of him rapping, you know, so he already gets that credibility. You never seen Max <laughs> Kellerman? Rap? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Max Kellerman, Max Kellerman was, look it up on YouTube. You'll see it. But he was rapping back in the 90s. He had like a, a video. And I was like, okay, I, I can mess with this dude because he comes from the same school of hip hop I grew up in, you know? So I'm at this point at that. And he knows his boxing. Boxing is his thing. And he knows about boxing 100%. And he, I, I take it he was trying to chime in more so on like basketball. I feel like basketball, he he was not as knowledgeable or versed in basketball as Stephen A. I give I give Stephen A. basketball knowledge. Football, they kind of like in the middle. I think they're both kind of in the middle as far as knowledge when it comes to that. But everything else, they they're just throwing it. They're just you know off the cuff trying to figure things out. But um, but yeah. And then another person I, I wouldn't mind seeing is Charles Barkley. I feel like Charles Barkley. If he's on there, I feel Charles Barkley is funny to me. And he 
he says stuff that is more of a more of a, like a West perspective. You know how how you come off and you just like you're just saying what you what you're thinking in the moment. That's how Charles Barkley comes off. He comes off as a regular guy that you meet at a bar or something like that. And and he's funny and and he's not afraid to laugh at himself or take himself not too seriously. I think he would add some more comedy uh, to uh, to to first date. So those those would be my three to replace Max. You know, but you know the playmaker Charles Barkley. Yeah, that's that's definitely you know a good thing. But I don't think Charles Barkley would want to take on that every day, having to go to ESPN and dealing with that. Especially yeah, when he yeah, got yeah. when he got with Shaq, you know, and yeah, the rest yeah. of them boys. Like he gonna be like. Why would I need to do that? We freestyled it over here. You feel me? Shaq could come in, walk in late and, 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 and still get paid. You feel me? So I think he's in a better situation right now. I think going to ESPN with Skip is like, not Skip, but um, with Stephen A is kind of like a downgrade to where he's at right now. So I think it will be better for, for Michael, um, Michael Irvin, you know, because he is the playmaker. He is the Hall of Famer that I've been saying, someone that needs to be a Hall of Famer, someone that has... Um, their name already there, you know, and he looked like he he's still ready to put pause on you if if you you know you know talk a little sideways. So yeah, I definitely agree with that, you know. But hey, we'll see, we'll see what they what they do. You said that they're gonna be he's gonna be on there on Mondays. Yeah. Let's, let's see, let's see what how how it works, you know. Let's see how it yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got something else, Chris, or not? Nah, that's that's all I got. Okay. I, I got one more thing, which is no a soccer thing. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is back at Manchester United, you know, so this is a team that kind of he was with before and he became who he was or as popular as he was because of his time at, at Manchester United. And he went to Real Madrid, won, won a bunch of championships. He was with Juventus for the last two years. Um, but not as successful. He's at the end of his career, and he decided to go back to Manchester United. It's been the biggest story worldwide. You know, obviously, we don't care that, that much about soccer here in the States, but Cristiano Ronaldo still is the most popular person on, on Instagram, a gazillion followers, and now he's back um, at Manchester United. So I wanted to ask, like, what player do you – would you want – that has played with us early and that you would want to come back. You know what I'm saying? Like what, what would have that type of impact for you? Like, or it could be like an old player who doesn't even play anymore, but like a player that played with us at the beginning then left to go to another team. Easy. And then now at the end of their career, they decide to come back to the team. Easy. LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> Like, like, I'm being real. LeBron coming back, like, like, I, I still watch all of the Miami Heat games, but yeah. media coverage and all of the action that was in Miami because he was here. Every year we're in the finals. Like, that was a good thing. So, again, I'm looking at it like, look, when it comes to, um, sorry, man. Just yeah. When it comes to when it comes it's to it's a hood um, Airbnb. Let's let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> let's just nah, say that. When, when it comes to LeBron, I'll have LeBron over here. 
and 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 uh, you know, I, like 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 Riley, I'll, I'll keep uh, a key, a key, you know, under the mat for you to come back. I do not mind. <laughs> hey, now when it's Airbnbs, you got people walking around, and you know, um, yeah. But yeah, that's who I'll bring back. I'll bring back. I'll bring him back. You know, um, I don't. Okay. I like that one. Uh, we actually had that situation happen to us with uh, R Ricky Williams, you know. Ricky Williams ended up coming back uh, uh, to, to the But for me, I think um, to me, it comes to, down to heat players because we lost a lot of heat players. And I think Karan Butler is like one of those players I would like to see come back, like like come back to the Heat. Of course, I agree with you with LeBron, um, but I think Karan Butler is a player that I'd like to see come back. Um, you know, if um, like if it was you know if he was still in his prime, obviously. And I think um, who was the other player I had in mind? I can't think of him right now. Amarino. Who? Dan Marino. <laughs> Dan Marino, nah, man. Um, Dan Marino never left. He stayed with us the yeah, whole time. He never left. I know, I know. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Karan Butler is the one that, that kind of uh, comes to mind for me. I feel like a bunch of players leave the heat and, and end up being good like somewhere else, you know? Like, you know, um, who is playing? I can't I can't think of them right now, but um there's all there, there are some players that just never end up being good though, like Justice Winslow, he just disappeared, you know, Michael Beasley, you know. I mean, I don't know. I, I consider him coming back because he was balling for like a little while towards the end of his career. But um, those are those are some of the players I would say. But that's all I got for this uh podcast since you know I I, I got visitors walking behind me and all of that. <laughs> You know, but it's all good. It's all good. So yeah, you're gonna be at the actual game today, right? Yeah, I'm gonna be at the game today. Um, I'm gonna try to get there early, probably get there around one o'clock, one thirty, just to do some pre-writing and, and stuff. But yeah, it should it should be fun. Um, I'm excited to see what the hurricanes do. Okay, yeah, me too, me too. So if there's not anything else, this is gonna conclude the Mark West Sports Podcast. Until next time. All right, until next episode, peace.